Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Harry Pell, and today we are studying Masechet Shabbat Daf Peihei, that's Tractate Shabbat Daf 85. Today's Daf picks up where yesterday's Daf left off, exploring issues of planting multiple types of seeds in small gardens without planting the different seed types too close together and potentially violating the prohibition against kielayim mixing seeds, and in effect, cross-breeding them. If I could show you an image of today's daf in either the modern Hebrew Steinsaltz edition or the traditional Vilna edition, what you would see, in addition to the central and surrounding texts present on any daf of Gemara, are several different geometric shapes and designs that represent the various different ways the rabbis envision that one could plant multiple types of seeds in the same small garden. These geometric designs, and the way the rabbis discuss the different potential solutions, lead me to believe that the Amoraim were as interested in the intellectual exercise of figuring out how to best plant these multiple species in small plots as they were in actually taking advantage of these schemes for practical agricultural use. The small garden in question on yesterday's daf, and again on today's daf, is a garden that measures six tfachim, by six tfachim, or about two feet by two feet, based on our calculations yesterday. This six handbreadth by six handbreadth field once again becomes the subject of discussion, and this time it's a question of international concern. On Pehei Amudbet, towards the top of the page, a question is introduced in the name of Ula, who was an Eretz Yisraeli Amora, active in the second and third generations of the Amoraic period and who traveled several times to Babel, sharing the teachings of the land of Israel with the Babylonian rabbis in the process. He is one of the first Nechotai, one of the first scholars that goes down from Eretz Israel to Babel on a regular basis. Amar Ula. Ula said, Ba'u b'ma'arava. A question was asked in the West, meaning a question was asked back in Eretz Israel. Hifkia telemechad al pnei chula. If a person had one of these two-foot-by-two-foot two gardens planted with five different types of seeds, or plant a bowl with five different types of seeds, and a person came and tore a furrow across the entire two-foot-by-two-foot two patch, planting a seed in that entire furrow, mahu, what's the law? Can we still plant the five different types of seeds there, or is this patch no longer eligible for that kind of planting? And the Gemara shares two views. Amar Rav Sheshet, Rav Sheshet said, This new furrow that came along, it has canceled out the opportunity to plant the different types of seeds in this two-foot-by-two-foot patch. Rav Asi Amar, another scholar, Rav Asi said, The fact that the seeds will get intermingled a little bit from the word eruv, mixed, that does not actually cancel out the opportunity to plant the different types of seeds in this two-foot-by-two-foot patch. And in a moment, we'll probably question whether it was really Rav Asi who said this, but for now, we have two opinions, Rav Sheshet 
and Ravasi. Etive Ravina le Ravashi. Ravina came along and challenged Rav Ashi. And the fact that it's Rav Ashi means that probably Rav Asi that we just read about was a typo, perhaps a manuscript difficulty over the years. It probably should have been Rav Ashi all along. So our d dispute is probably actually between Rav Sheshit and Rav Ashi. In any event, the challenge from Ravina was based on a Mishnah. And in this Mishnah, the dispute is between whether or not you can plant multiple rows of things like cucumbers and gourds and Egyptian beans, and whether you can plant single rows of these types of fruits. A person who plants two rows of cucumbers, two rows of gourds, two rows of Egyptian beans, mutar. This is okay, this is permitted. This is probably in the context of a large field. But if a person came along and planted one row of cucumbers, Shura achat shall diluin, one row of gourds. Shura achat shall pol one row of these Egyptian beans. Asur, this is forbidden. You can't plant single rows adjacent to each other, even in the context of a large field, because of the fear of kilayim, intermingling of the seeds. Well, if you can't do it in that context, then how could Ravashi have said that you can do it in the context of a small six tefach by six tefach plot? If you can't do it in the large field, probably you couldn't do it in any field, including the small one. The Gemara, though, has a solution. Shanehacha. It's different here. In our case, in the case of the, of the six tefach by six tefach plot, we're not talking about the kind of plants that get really intermingled when they grow. But in the other case, ika shracha. There is entanglement. When you talk about the way that melons or Cucumbers grow in gourds and beans that will get all mixed up together, and that's why it's prohibited over there, and that's why Rav Ashi can still allow it over here. So, in the end, we've successfully defended the possibility that Rav Ashi, mislabeled as Rav Asi, could still be correct. But we haven't done anything to determine who is correct overall. Is it Rav Sheshet, who says that tearing open a furrow across the length of a small garden patch makes it forbidden to plant the other five species there? Or is it Rav Ashi slash Rav Asi, who says that this newly torn furrow does not render the patch unplantable with other seeds? In the end, we don't know. The Gemara moves on to a new concern without so much as declaring this dispute a teku, a tie. That's okay, though. As I love to tell my students at Schechter Westchester, we are trained today to seek linear arguments, like a GPS system that calculates the shortest route between two points. Well, the Talmud simply doesn't operate like a GPS. If anything, it often takes the most roundabout, circuitous way to find an answer to any question, and it often leaves the reader without even so much as an answer. But I like to think that even when we don't find an answer, hopefully we've been enriched by the process, just as we have today with Ula, Rav Sheshet, and Ravashi. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Daf differently. It has been my pleasure to highlight aspects of the Daf for this past week, and I look forward to sharing more Talmud insights in the future. Todah and Yashukah. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.